This is Scott Vanderplue, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 26. Thank you for joining me once again for all things AE. <clears throat> this is our monthly look at everything that happened in the world of the artist edition format, uh, taking the spoken word from the website and presenting it in a podcast format. We will be looking at the occurrences of December 2018. Well, as is apparent, the shortage or lack of publishing of artist editions continues this month. I did get around to reviewing a book I hadn't reviewed for, uh, I'd been sitting on. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And I reviewed a portfolio this month as I slowly get through the backlog of portfolios. I would like to ask anybody who, uh, who bought the portfolios new and uh, could uh, send me an email. Um, they seem to come in these mylar sleeves, but all... Not all the used portfolios I bought have come in the sleeves. So I'm wondering, did they were they all released in these sleeves? And then maybe the I'm buying them all used on secondary markets. Maybe I've just missed out on the sleeves. If you do know the answer to that, I'd appreciate it. If you could drop me a line at scott at aeindex.org. And that is right. All the things we'll be discussing are available on in a written format at aeindex.org. Uh, we're on Facebook at uh, Facebook slash Artist Edition Index at Twitter at AE Index, and I'm always available to answer questions via email at scott at aeindex.org. All right, let's jump in. This month, I thought, is our topic, since I'm recording this on December 31st, and we definitely can guarantee that nothing else will be released, I thought we'd talk about the year that was. A nice thing about um, the way I've got the site organized is you go to the Artistician Index page, Right, just click on our session index from the home page, and you'll get that. And right at the bottom, I have master list, and that's where I sort uh, every AE format book has been published. So I do reverse sort, and we can look at what was released in 2018. We've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 artist editions released in 2018. And you know, it seems like the lack of solicits the last few months, you think, well, you know, the, the, this format has really slowed down. We're missing, missing out on things. 17 books in a year, that's pretty extensive. I thought we'd let's take a look at what was released then. So we had we uh, for the singles, Hermes Press released Frank Thorne's Gita and Roger Treasury Archival Edition Volume One in uh, that came out January tenth. Uh, Dynamite released one volume this year. That was Walter Simonson's Battlestar Galactic Art Edition on May second. Kitchen Sink released one. Will Eisner's A Contract with God Curators Collection on May thirtieth. Dark Horse released one, which I understand Kitchen Sink is an imprint, but we keep them separate here. Dark Horse released Lone Wolf and Cub Gallery Edition on um, July 4th. Titan released one, The Prisoner Original Art Edition, on July 18th. And Wayne Allen Harold Productions released one new one, P. Craig Russell's Salome, and other stories find art edition. I know they also did the... Uh, they also release the jungle book one but the, i mean it's uh sort of i'm still having a bit of 
decisions on how I'm going to work those all together. Actually, no, that was last year. All right, ignore that. All right, then we had uh, Graffiti Designs with two. Batman Secrets, Sam Keith Gallery Edition, um, February 14th. And Terry Moore, Strangers in Paradise Gallery Edition, August 29th. Then we have IDW. Let's look at what IDW did. Uh, Gene Collins, Tomb of Dracula, January 17th. Ross Andrews, The Amazing Spider-Man, March 28th. Joe Kubert's Tarzan and the Lion Man, April 18th. Frank Cho's Savage Wolverine, June 27th. Jack Curry's Marvel Heroes and Monsters, August 1st. Jim Sorlin's Marvel Cosmic, August 8th. John Byrne's X-Men Artifact Edition, August 15th. Bill Sienkiewicz's Mutants and Moon Knights and Assassins, October 31st. So as you can see, I think the an IDW has stopped their uh, solicitations. Uh, we haven't had anything new solicited in five months, I think. Maybe four months. I think it's five now. And that was the, uh, well, let's, what was that? That was, um, that was the dunes. Well, let's get up. Why speculate when we can look? It was Berkeley Breed's Bloom County Artist Edition, which has been moved, but we'll get to that in a minute. Let's go back at this 2018 schedule. It's a very healthy selection. I mean, you can see that the same thing happens every year with IDW, where they had the ridiculous stack up of books like three artist editions in three weeks. Come on, that's that's too crazy. When they were solicited once a month, they need to roll these out, and maybe that's why the solicitations have slowed down. Unfortunately, we don't we don't know. We we're actually at a point now where we have the least amount of information from publishers and editors than we've ever had, because at least Scott Dunbeer was uh, on the artist edition uh, forum at Tapatock. He's been on there in months. So we've sort of lost that pipeline of communication. So it's up to us to speculate. Uh, I'm hoping we're going to see. He did uh, mention to somebody via Twitter that uh, there's some books coming out next year that he's looking forward to. So maybe, you know, three, four a year. Uh, if I'm really hoping that Graffiti Designs picks up the pace a little bit since uh, Jim Lee... DC Legends is coming out this week, and that will be the last DC um, AE format book that IDW publishes. So hopefully, if Graffiti Designs is increasing, then they will hopefully get the material that we've been waiting for, such as Batman Year One. Well, we can only hope and speculate. All in all, an excellent year. 17 volumes, and this is... Um, we will see January 1st, maybe January 2nd. I will have the voting up for best of 2018. And I encourage everyone, please come online, come to the site and vote. Uh, I track it by IP address. So you can't vote more than once from one IP address, but you don't have to worry about an email address or anything like that. No sign in or login required. Just cast your vote. And the categories are designed so that you don't have to, you don't have to own them all. Like you can't, you don't have to only vote on a book you own. Uh, you know, favorite material, that's wide open. Anybody, favorite design, uh, favorite publisher. These are all ones that you can certainly vote on without owning all these. And as well, every book that is part of the voting has been reviewed on the site. And there's a minimum of 20 photos of any of these books. So if you have a question or you'd like to ask anything about the books before you cast your vote, send me an email, scott at aeindex.org, and I will look at it and get back to you.
that easy. So I was going to try a different plugin this year, but I'm going to, I think I'm going to stick with the same voting that we're used to. And I'm excited by all the, you know what? And I'm excited by all the categories. And I've left off the one new player in 2018 as well. And that was FPG. And they released thicker than blood collected artwork. Now that was one of the, that's coming up. I did the review for that month and for this month. And that was one of the things I was waiting on. I've got the release date is nine twelve. Right, which was when the sign numbered edition was put through diamond. Uh, I will discuss the, actually I'll discuss it now. The regular edition has, it, it doesn't show up. It's not on diamond. Diamond says they've never received it. I contacted FPG and asked them and I put that in the review. Let me scroll. I might as well discuss that now. I, let me find it as I scroll through the review. Da, da, da. I need some music to fill in the downtime other than my random rambling uh let's see all right um i emailed them and this is what they replied back with all copies diamond ordered were shipped quite a while back they may reorder copies whenever they like but the books have shipped through them already twice which is interesting because diamond shows as i said sign a numbered version but they show none of the regular edition coming through and if i click on it which i don't i don't even think i have it in my list anymore I think I removed it from shipping coming soon. Yeah, I removed it. Just, it was never coming. So I held off on the review, and I held off, and I held off, and I got the Kickstarter, and my name's Vanderplue, which I think you all know. And uh, I guess that meant I got mine shipped very late. And the Kickstarter was a year late, which is, you know, the Kickstarter standard, it seems. Everything's a bit backlogged when you get into Kickstarters. But... Did get the material, and because I kickstarted it, well, I'm thankful I kickstarted it because then I actually got the regular edition, which doesn't seem to be happening uh, for those who order from Diamond. Now, I encourage, please, anyone who listens or knows somebody who ordered the Thicker Than Blood Collected Artwork Edition through Diamond and received it through the comic shop, please let me know. I'd love to know that it's actually shipped and what Diamond is showing in their records is just a mistake. So if you get a chance, please do that. All right. That's all we're going to talk about for 2018 uh, right now. Um, like I said, all the books have been reviewed. Please, I encourage you to come vote. All right, moving on. Let's talk about shipping changes. I don't think we had any. Now, the website updated. I don't, I'm running WordPress. I don't know if anybody's familiar with WordPress. Uh, they just did a giant update to the version 5. And with that, the formatting of how... Uh, the pages are built, it changed. And one of those format changes was you can't just highlight text and change the color. You have to use a plugin or a third party design element to change the color. So where I used to change the color for the shipping dates to red when it was changed, I have not been able to. Uh, I don't think anything changed recently. The Jim Lee DC Legends Artifact Edition changed a while ago to January 2nd, and that's confirmed. Uh, somebody uh, in the Toronto area, I think they're in the Toronto area, they won't reveal what their local comic shop is. I don't know why. Uh, they received the book already and put some pictures online. So we know it's a good firm date. But uh, otherwise, I don't think anything uh, changed. Uh, there is a solicitation, which is we'll move on to next. So March solicitations came out a week late. Again, I don't really understand it, but uh, maybe it was because of the weird Christmas schedule. And for the solicitation, we got... A resolicit, which is always nice. And this is the Sandman Overture Gallery Edition. 
I'm sorry, the Sandman Overture, J.H. Williams III Gallery Edition. Let me give you the blurb. It's the same as before, but it's this is a new line, so I'll read it to you. J.H. Williams III shows off his artistic range and skills in the pages of the new gallery edition of the Sandman Overture, written by Neil Gaiman. Williams' original art for the entire book has been meticulously scanned at high resolution for its presentation in this large format, Smythe Sewn Hardcover Edition. The numerous double-page spreads are displayed as never before with minimal gutter interference thanks to the lie-flat feature of these books. Well, except where the signatures are glued, but we'll see if it's different with this book. Though Williams' art will be shown without lettering, this book will also include scaled-down reproductions of the final lettered and colored pages for those who wish to read the story. Graffiti Designs Gallery Editions replicate the look, feel, and attitude of the original artwork. Every page is reproduced at full board size on heavy paper stock to provide fans and collectors with museum-quality reproductions that are unobtainable from any other source. Williams' original art for this book is a joy to behold. Numerous art styles and techniques range from pen and ink to gray tonal washes to full-color paintings are on display for the first time in all their varied glory. Limited to 2,000 copies. Advanced solicitation for May release. All prior orders have been cancelled. That's the new line. Publication date, May 2019. I don't have the ISBN yet. It's sold by 17, 230 pages, 150 US. I did, uh, in the uh, post online, I was uh, got the pages from the DC catalog, which is nice. It's digital, so now I can include the pages in uh, in the solicits uh, on the site. And they do add, they've I, you know, it's basically the same solicit as they put before, but now there's a little circle that says, limited to 2,000 copies, orders are subject to allocations. So two things I like about this. One, we now have a print run number from Graffiti Designs. Whoa, 2,000 copies. That's a big print run. I'm wondering if they're actually going to, are they planning on um, the Gaiman and the Sandman name to carry that? That is a big print run. Especially for this time period where Arts Edition, the market may be oversaturated, maybe a bit of a glut, eh, debatable. The other interesting thing about the solicitation is there's no actual date. Now, when you go to the diamond, uh, when you go to the previous page, which is linked uh, on the site, go to the artist edition index, and you can always click the links. Uh, it just says NA for ship date. And as you, we read in the solicitation, it's just listing in May. It doesn't list a, a, a Wednesday in May, which is weird. That's the first time this has ever happened as well. So they're really pushing uh, advanced solicit, previous orders canceled, and 2,000 copies. So we'll have to wait and see for that. Obviously, if that's out for May, we cannot expect anything else from Graffiti Defines before that. So is this their only book for the first half of 2018? Looks that way. All right, let's look at sales numbers. This is... Uh... All right, so this is monthly sales. This was published in December. So that means we're looking at sales of November. And uh, one book was solicited. I'm sorry, one book hit the shelves in November. And that was P. Craig Russell's Salome and Other Stories Fine Art Edition. Now, it's the top 500 graphic novels, and this book was not listed. So number 500 in the list was 177. So I would say this sold less than 177. Or it was on the top 10 books but did not make the top 10, right? Because Diamond only lists top 500 graphic novels or top 10 books. These AE format books can go into either category, or either, and that can throw things off. We see that frequently with IDW where the book just shows up for some reason in a book category as opposed to the graphic novel. So that's what we got. Moving on, out of print sales, or, uh, yeah, out of print. I think I made a note here 
they are not available from Diamond, therefore I categorize them most likely out of print. Um, I do apologize. Last month, I think I talked about in the podcast. Uh, the, I did the podcast last day of the month and realized, ah, I hadn't posted the monthly sales. So that's up there on the site. Yes, it was published in December, but I'm not counting that. I'm only going to talk about these ones that appear in the right month. It was a weird mix this month. Let's just go over them quickly. Alien, the illustrated story, original art edition, sold two copies, an average of 107.50. So that's a book from 2012, but above cover. That's getting above cover. Dave Streven's a Rocketeer Artist Edition, first print, one copy sold, 110.50. Two copies of the second print sold, 112.16 average. One copy of Daredevil Mazzuccelli's Daredevil Born Again Artist Edition for 177.51. That is a bit of a downturn for that book. Elf Quest Gallery Edition, three copies sold, average of 51. That's a good discount there. Fantagraphic Studio Edition, Hal Foster's Prince Valiant. One copy sold, 139.99. Lower than cover. One copy of Gene Colon's Tomb of Dracula Artist Edition, sold for 99.95. Three copies of Gil Kane's Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition, sold for 91.41 average. Two copies of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, The World's Greatest Artist Edition, for an average of 136. One copy of Jim Starlin's Marvel Cosmic for $149.99. Wow, that's a good increase. Uh, that's a 20% increase over cover. Two copies of John Byrne's Fantastic Four Artist Edition for $75 average. One copy of John Byrne's X-Men Artifact Edition for $155. Well, there, good uh, markup again. Two copies of John Romita's Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition for $124.50 average. One copy of Lone Wolf and Cub Gallery Edition for $74.89. Now that's uh, below cover, but uh, Amazon has had some amazing deals on those. So if you're looking for Lone Wolf and Cub, you may want to watch that. Uh, just go to the Artist Edition Index and uh, check with the online pricing tab. All right, Spawn Vault Edition. Two copies, one thirty-two twenty-four. Oops, looks like I skipped some, sorry. Uh, one copy of uh, Mike Miola's Hellboy and Hell and Other Stories Artist Edition, first print, $89.99, well below cover. Sergio Aragona's Grew the Wonder Artist Edition. One copy sold, $78.21, again under cover. Two copies of Star Wars Dark Times Gallery Edition, an average of $56.78. There's the smallest, as far as dimensions go, of an uh, AE format book that has been a it's been floating at the 30s for a long time, and it's nice to see that bump up there. Three copies of Wally Woods EC Stories Artist Edition for an average of 288.66. There is a huge increase for that book. Nice to see. One copy of Walter Simonson's Thor Artist Edition for 95. Uh, some real fluctuation there in this uh, in this list. It's surprising to see. Um, there was uh, some talk on the boards a while ago about. Is there, you know, can you recoup your costs on our editions? Because the generally they're really not discounted, right? So I mean, you wait in stock trades, you pick up an omnibus, it's fifty percent off cover. You read it, maybe you go back to sell it. Most places online will be happy to buy it for fifty percent off cover, so you've made your money back. Our editions, I mean, twenty percent I think is the average when you look online for things like that. I don't think we see more than twenty percent discount. You can occasionally Midtown. We'll run a sale where you get a uh, 40% discount. That's that's the that's not the norm though. Um, then I've got two reviews for this month. Let's have a look at those. Uh, but before I get into that, I should do my uh, monthly uh, sales pitch and say that if you like what we do at the Artist Edition Index, could you please support us by either becoming a Patreon patron? It's a dollar or more, whatever you'd like to provide. 
and that's on a monthly basis. Uh, we appreciate that. That just covers any of our costs. And then uh, also, if you're interested in buying one of the books that we review, if you could click on one of our affiliate links, then we get a small percentage of that, and that also helps out. Every little bit helps. Um, I purchase uh, all the material myself. I have never received anything for free from any of the publishers, so every artist edition for my book reviewed on the site was purchased by myself. And that continues on with... Uh, the other things, the uh, the portfolios, the not full-size original artwork, all that stuff. So if you'd like to support us, either sign up with a Patreon or use our affiliate links when you buy the books. Greatly appreciated. Uh, I've got links for U.S. and U.K. Um, purchasers through uh, Things From Another World and Forbidden Planet. And then for everybody but IDW, you can also use my Amazon links um, for any of the other publishers. That's uh, there, there, There's my sales pitch for the month, and I appreciate it. I should mention, before I get into the reviews as well, that I had a small change to the site. Um, I renamed um, News to Sundry. Just uh, I was getting things that weren't news but didn't fit in anything else. I thought, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it to Sundry. So if you're looking for random things that don't fit those categories, that's where it goes. And also, I added a secondary menu to the site. So before, you'd have to go into the Artist Edition Index uh, page, and then there you'd see links for defining the AE formats, online pricing, the reduced size and portfolio index, and the variant covers. Uh, I've added those as a secondary menu along the top of the site. So those, um, those are just reference points that I think people can use when they come to the site or can link to uh, if you're discussing something with somebody else on an online forum and says, oh yeah, what about these artist editions? And somebody says, oh, what's an artist edition? You can send them the link to defining the formats. The online pricing tab is my list comparing uh, every book, a format book, um, reduced size or not, that is available on Amazon. I put amazon.com.ca and .co.uk. So you can compare pricing from those three. It's frequently, I frequently find that Canadian pricing is better than any of the other pricing and while the shipping is six to eight dollars to ship from amazon.ca to a u.s address you make that money up more than based on the discount let me give you an example right now loam from cup gallery edition it's 7109 on amazon.com it's 6484 on uh, amazon.ca and it's 77 pounds on amazon.co so let me take that 6484 canadian I'm going to add $6 shipping to give it $70.84. Now I'm going to convert that to American, and that's $50.29 US. So you're saving, you know, a third by buying it off the .ca website. That doesn't always work out. Uh, P. Craig Russell's Murder Mysteries is $89 US and $142 Canadian, so no deals there. But if, you, if you're in the market and you have an opportunity to pop on the site and have a look, it's normally worth it to compare the pricing. As well, these affiliate links, um, you know, when Amazon runs out, it goes to third-party selling on Amazon. I think we've all experienced that. So, another example, Fantagraphic Studio Edition, Jaime Hernandez. It's 150 US, for some reason, full cover on Amazon.com, and it's 128 US, uh, Canadian. And uh, I'm scrolling through. I think those are the only deals right now, but uh, it never hurts to look, so please... Pop on and compare. I'm always uh, watching the signed 
uh, kitchen sink books because I've seen that uh, I've seen that uh, Sin City sign one go for quite a deal. I mean, thought about it. And I'm just not a big, as we talked about, I'm not a big purchaser of the signed books anymore. When I'm buying them all, I, I just stick with a regular edition. All right. Enough rambling on for me. Let's look at our two reviews this month. Let's look first at Neil Adams' Thrill Kill Artist Edition Portfolio. This was, um, I don't know if this, this was the third portfolio, I believe. Let's hear, let's read the spiel. Neil Adams redefined the look of comics in the 1970s as groundbreaking dynamic storytelling coupled with a sense of realism that was never before seen in mainstream comics has made Adams one of the most influential artists in the last 50 years. He was responsible for what many considered to be the definitive version of Batman, as well as being the co-creator of one of the Cape Crusaders' greatest villains, Ra's al Ghul. He has produced near-legendary runs on Green Lantern, Dead Man and Strange Adventures, The Avengers, The X-Men, and many more. Now IDW is pleased to present one of Neil's outstanding stories in the artist edition portfolio format. Each page scanned with original art to match in exacting terms the look and feel of his original art. This was released on August 8th, 2012. It's eight pages. It's 12 by 18. It was $29.99. Um, long out of print, only available on third party, most likely yeah, eBay. I'm just popping on to the reduced size portfolio index and having a look at what I have there. So, yeah, I think uh, this is the second portfolio. First, we had Muck Monster, then we had Throw Kill. Uh, then I think we had G.I. Joe. Um, I almost have them all right now. And um, I will be reviewing as things uh, slow down with the other books. But I find it interesting that it was uh, $30 for eight plates or eight pages. And the G.I. Joe came out, uh, you know, a year later. And it was $40 for 22 plates or pages. So that's interesting. And those were double-sided. So there seems to be a... Um, the pricing of these things seems to be up and down, even within the same time frame. But let's go back to the review. So this is a, you know, we're it's still using that uh, that design format uh, that I think is, is so nice that uh, Randall Dahl came up with, where you've got the cover, you got the cover image, right? You got a circle for the cover image, and then you've got uh, a nice uh, logo, using the logo, uh, very distinctive, and then the colors used at the bottom portfolio. And then those dots, and uh, on the back you got another image and the artist signature like we do on the hardcovers, and then you open it up, and it's a very thick, nice hardcover, and then you got the, uh, I guess it's still a colophon information on the uh, on the opening, but uh, really nice. And then we got the portfolio, it's gorgeous. I mean, this is the only uh, Neil Adams stuff <coughs> you're only going to see here and I find it interesting that uh, this Warren stuff or what was you know these portfolio things what, what is their choice how are they deciding what to put in a portfolio at the time um, eight pages look great they're all aged the same uh, very clear scans really nice presentation it's uh, I, I love the back of it uh, they all say this is not a page of original art and as I said in the, re in the review, you may think that's silly, but then you go online and you look at some, you look at some of the postings and you go into the original, you go into the original art section on eBay and it's filled with prints and printouts and things. It's just uh, disastrous, not worth it. 
Um, I do uh, for the, I've started to add uh, an eBay uh, ads at the bottom of things like this because since it's not available from a regular online seller, I thought I'm going to start adding uh, eBay links. So I've I've done that, and you can see the uh, eBay. It looks like this is going for about forty bucks. There are there was a signed and numbered edition from, uh, and they are averaging I don't know about one hundred and thirty dollars. So IEW seemed to have done a signed and numbered version of a lot of these portfolios, if they could. And uh, you can pick that up if you want. I'm not so interested. And that, again, same reasoning. I'm not big on the signed and numbered, so I'll stick with the regular editions. Mostly as well, because I've been able to pick these up cheap. We talked about that on previous podcasts. And I'm just filling in the pieces now of what's missing. Um, what am I missing? Oh, I'm missing... Um, was a white heat and I'm missing the uh, the Hollywood stuff what was that I forget the name of it so I need to get those uh, I should get those next month I'm waiting for Christmas to be over and then I'm gonna place an order at my local comic shop because those are both still available from diamond so I'll be getting that stuff all right that's uh, that's that it's uh, last review for this month is thicker than blood collector recognition as I said before I sat on this waiting for it to come through diamond it never happened so I finally reviewed it uh, they did the, let me give you the blurb and then I'll talk about what I like about this. The Thicker Than Blood Collected Orbit Edition is an oversized 12 by 17 inch hardcover, I'm sorry, art book that collects and reproduces all of the original artwork that was produced for the three issue comic series. In this book, for the first time, each stunning page is published at full size. This is an original art size edition unlike any before it. Not only does the book reproduce the art at the original size it was created, it also represents the work of two artists, not just one. Further, it covers the mediums of line and paint side by side, containing the equivalent of six issues. Three issues of beautiful pen and ink line art by Mike Plug, and three issues of fully painted art by Simon Bisley, as well as 12 covers, six by each artist. So, FPG, September 2018, 12 by 17, 156 pages, 150 US. You can order it, uh, you, well, you can place the order for this regular book, but it's not available. Let's take a, let's open the things from another world link and see what it, whatever it brings us. All right. It says out of stock. So not available. And it lists the publication date is July 18th. That's interesting. So I don't quite know why it does that. It says it's not available. So I don't think you're going to get that from, so I do have a link for FPG. You can order directly, or I should get an eBay link on there for that as well. All right, so yeah, this is uh, Mike Plugart on the left and Simon Bisley painting of Mike Plug's pencils and inks on the right. Uh, it does a uh, it does a very nice job. But the uh, you I, you know I couldn't tell from the book. Um, I guess Bisley was working off scans or was he light boxing? I don't. It, you can't. I don't know. It doesn't say. Doesn't say if he painted on Plug's art or if that happened. When you compare them, I looks like different pages. I mean, they're the same size, so I don't know if he worked off. Yeah, no idea. Um, I'm not crazy about Plug's later art. I'm also not crazy about Bisley's later art. Um, so this was not a overall liked volume by me, but that's very much personal opinion. And as always, I review everything. So I did review it. I liked that they followed the established artist edition format. 
So they had a nice big color sticker on a cardboard box. Uh, no price again, but uh, ISBN. And uh, we have a table of contents with page numbers, and there are page numbers on a lot of the pages. Uh, bottom right corner. If the art, if some occasionally the artwork was a little bit bigger, and they couldn't put a page number, but for the most part, it's there. Then there's forwards by the publisher, who is uh, Michael Friedlander, which FPG is Friedlander Publishing Group, I believe. Then you had uh, you got the Simon Reed, the writer. We got Mike Plug, and we got Simon Bisley, all giving forwards. And then we got the covers. And then that follows directly by the issues. And you can, each page, you can take a look at the, the inks are nice. The scans are very well done. Production is very good on this book. Like I like this sewn binding. They've really, like I said, they've taken the artist edition format and they followed it closely. We do get some gluing at the signatures. I mean, the, it's, that's hard to avoid for a book. They can try and keep gluing to a minimum. I guess I've, I don't think I've seen a book where the signatures are only sewn and no gluing whatsoever. I don't know how that would stand up. Hmm, that's a good question. Let's, uh, yeah. I'll have to take a look at uh, all my books and see how that goes. Otherwise, uh, yeah, there's a, I, uh, FPG posted a previous video on their Facebook, and I have linked to that on the review as well. If the publisher does a video, I do like to link to that and uh, give you as much as you can. I have talked previously about doing videos of the artist editions, and that's one of the things I talked about on my Patreon, and I am still at a loss as how to do that. I don't know how to present a video review. I don't want to just sit there and talk about it. I mean, I'm sitting and talking about it now. Should I do the podcast in a video format? I don't think that's particularly appealing, especially as we move into these periods where there's no artist edition format books published. I'm sort of wondering um, what I'm going to do for reviews uh, for the podcast when I have no reviews, when I have no sales numbers because nothing was released that month, when we have no solicitations. This seems to be becoming the norm as opposed to the exception. But uh, I'll continue to see that. If anybody has any suggestions on how to do the video reviews, please send me an email, scott at eindex.org. Um, I was thinking about putting it on a stand, setting up the camera, flipping pages, and uh, just giving a, a bit of a talk as I flip it. But what would the length of that be? Would that be five minutes? Is that a good length? Would people appreciate a five-minute video? And then there's the whole uh, YouTube thing. I would probably um, post it privately. I don't, not really interested in the comments on YouTube. And I mean, would I hit 100,000 subscribers to the artist edition index so that I could get ad revenue? No. I think they're, you know, worldwide, I think there's, I don't know, 300 dedicated artist edition fans. And outside of that, we have the um, infrequent people. Uh, over the Christmas holidays, I had a chance to go and I toured some larger comic shops in Canada. And uh, I was speaking to them about, uh, I was speaking to the owners about artist editions. And I said, what is your, I, you know, I was at uh, a shop and they had a great selection. I said, what is, uh, you have a great selection there. How are your artist edition sales? And uh, the owner said, uh, pre-sales, pre-orders, and then when the book is released, all do well. And then it's very slow after that. People seem to know about the book that they want. They place the order or they wait for it to be released. And then it's a very infrequent follow-up after that people either they know but or they don't which is an interesting perspective because i 
um, you know, as you know, I run this site and uh, I get a lot of hits uh, for what I think, you know, let me just take a look at this week. Uh, now, I did get a Reddit uh, link to something, so, but I'm averaging, um, I'm averaging 350 um, hits a day with, uh, that's pretty good considering this is a limited market. Like this is a very focused website that only deals with ours editions. Yes, we have, um, according to my list here, let me go back to it. I believe we're up to 105. Let me scroll down to the master list and have a look again. Um, sort by release order 105. Yep. So as December 2018 closes out, and that we have completed our eighth year of artist editions, beginning in 2010, uh, we have 105 volumes. So that is not a lot of volumes. Now, I mean, we have picked up the last few years, but I, you know, I think we hit peak, and I think we're going to have the slowdown. So it's not a big amount of books. Lots of great things to look forward to next year. I'm really looking forward to P. Craig Russell's The Selfish Giant and Other Stories Fine Art Edition. That is coming May. Uh, that Sam and Overture is great. The Don Rose's Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck. That was delayed a year, but that's coming in March. We've got the Berkeley Breeds, Bloom County in January, and the Jim Lee Legends. I think that Berkeley Breeds one may slip. Uh, Frank Thorne's Gita and Erotic Treasury Archival Edition. I did not mention that in the solicitations because it hasn't been solicited through Diamond. The Kickstarter just managed to crawl over its requirements so the publisher vowed to uh you can only get the signed and limited edition either through the kickstarter or through their website they will only be selling the normal edition through diamond so that's all i wanted anyways they continue in every solicitation to say that the volume one was 12 by 18 which just frustrates me to no end because it's not stop giving people false information your publisher surely you can realize that you're using an old solicitation and, you know, update it. But, no, apparently they don't. And Diamond and Dynamite. I mean, Best of Amparella, There's this is moving on to be the most delayed book. It may well surpass uh, Stranko if we ever see the Stranko one, Volume 2 either, though. But that seems to be a distant hope as well. Um, also, I uh, had an interesting, this is a complete offside here. And I realize I'm quite a bit over this month, but that makes up for last month when I was 10 minutes short because I was sick, and I do apologize for that. Um, I, uh, I, I can't, a website listed their top artist editions, and then I think they had 42 images, and I think 32 were from my site. And you can spot them that they're from the artist edition index because I have the AE watermark in the bottom corner, and they're on the brown. The books are open on brown craft paper. So I, I put a link, I uh, commented on it and said, wow, so many issues from the artist edition, so many images from the artist edition index. Uh, if you'd like to see full reviews of every book and much, many more pictures, uh, visit the site. And that was my first comment on the site. So it would help for moderation. I could see it was a WordPress site and uh, they did post it two days later and they, you know, they, with the admin comment, well, not all the images are from your site, but you, you know, which uh, understood. Yes, just most of them. And uh, they did say that uh, they pre they liked what we're doing here, what I'm doing here, and people should check out the site. So I do appreciate that. Um, that's why I did the images. That's why I did the watermark. 
Maybe I should make the watermark bigger. I don't know. I'm happy with the size. When you go into Google and you look on anything to do with artist editions, uh, the A-index images are just all over the place. So thankfully, the market penetration is there. When people think artist editions or they Google artist editions, um, it's hard to beat Wikipedia, but I'm working on it. So those links are all there. So I'd like to thank everybody for a successful 2018 on my half. I... I really do appreciate the, this is the year I launched Patreon, and uh, I think it's been fairly successful. I do appreciate everybody who's backing me on Patreon. Um, also, the affiliate links have been working out well. Um, when there's a sale on one of my affiliate sites, and then I advertise the sale books or highlight the artist editions that are on sale, I do get a lot of sales, and then, therefore, affiliate money from that. So if I stay diligent, there are ways to uh, generate revenue, for sure. Um, I'm a long way from generating enough revenue to cover my costs for the year, but uh, something to work towards, and that's not the reason I started the site at all. Uh, it is, It has been at its own URL now for 18 months, right? I moved in July 1st of 2017 to aindex.org, and I think that's been successful as well. So thank you uh, for joining me here at this podcast, which uh, another great episode, episode 26, always surprising. That uh, it's continuing on this long. And based on the numbers, I don't know, we're averaging about, uh, I don't know, 85 listeners. Not a giant number, but also nothing to sneeze at. I do appreciate you coming on and listening to me ramble. And I, it's, uh, it's it's a single person talking about a single topic. Get a bit monotone. I thought about guests, thought about some other things, but at this point, not interested. Uh, please come online and check us out at index.org. On Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash index And Twitter at index. And as always, drop me any questions you have, comments, concerns, scott at aindex.org, and we will uh, discuss your emails on this podcast. Thanks, and have a great 2019. And don't forget to come back and vote.